0: I'm just going to start the recording. It's June the eighth, two thousand twenty-three, and we're just passing the prayer card around. And we're talking about how God may soon judge our country, and I think in some ways He is and has, and uh, He hasn't destroyed us. Um, there are many real believers here in this country and uh, obviously many children. So it would be in his timing what he does, but when the rapture comes, do the children go? I think so. I believe so. Um, and we've got Old Testament Bible for that. uh. Um, we're going to be in Romans 8, but I'm going to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 1. And, uh, verse uh, toward the end of chapter 1. So uh, Moses is uh, telling the Lord was very angry with me for your sakes. it's verse 37, Deuteronomy 1, saying, Thou also shalt not go in thither to the promised land. But Joshua, the son of Nun, which standeth before thee, he shall go in thither. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones, which you said should be a prey, in other words, they said they're going to steal our children, they're going to kill our children, they're going to do whatever. Your little ones, which you said should be a prey, and your children, which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil, they shall go in thither, and unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. The children. The children would go into the promised land because of their relative innocence. I mean, we're all born into sin, but there is a, a relative Innocence, or comparative innocence, we might say. Just before you reach the age of reason, right? Yeah. So let me see. Make sure because that there, I no don't lose there. my.
1: There's a couple of issues that I've heard that preachers about um, the rapture taught both ways. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the sanctification of, of, of the children of the families that are. Um, here Uh, you know the Bible says that we're sanctified by uh, by a believing mate or a believing uh, inheritance that the children are sanctified Um, when you look back at Sodom and Gomorrah and you look back at the flood which are both pictures of a rapture the children obviously perished and Sodom and Gomorrah they obviously perished <clears throat> but um, there wasn't a thing sanctification, and maybe, uh, or there was no sanctification because of sin was so rampant. But when you go into uh, the Old Testament, where Joshua was told to wipe out all people in given cities, um, they were told to kill the children, women, and everybody. I
0: think there were corrupt bloodlines. Yeah,
1: I think that I was I think that it. was it. I think that not only were it, if they weren't corrupt, they were indoctrinated so deep that... Uh, eventually they would be. Right. And uh, and bloodline because of the Nephilim. You know? mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> Ray said there was a UFO that crashed in Las Vegas, was it? Las Vegas,
0: yeah. They're yeah. claiming that. um well we should also talk about this. Um, the, the UFO thing's getting more and more attention. and what appears to be the case is uh, the enemy knows he's going to have a rapture event to explain. And you know people will be saying different things, and many will say, well, it's the rapture of the church. The Christian church has been raptured by Christ. And they'll say, no, that can't be the case. The Pope's still on the throne over there in Rome. So they'll, you know, uh, and he will be. He will not be taken. It's a false prophet. Yeah. So in any event, um, they're really stepping this up. So they think it must be close.
1: away the rapture.
0: Yeah, the alien abductions. And they'll they, they, they see more and more of the aircraft. Uh, so you know, these are... Eric Vondonikin wrote chariots of the gods, you know? It was a question mark. Um, these are the chariots of the Nephilim, the hybrids. They, now, a fallen angel doesn't need a vehicle. They can manifest in any way they want, just like other angels, the good angels, just like God's angels. But the Nephilim are hybrids. They're half-fallen angel half human uh, and and so this has been going on you know it's been going on since time be- began here on earth since mankind was here it's been going on let me uh, read the prayer list we're praying for Haley she broke her clavicle bone uh, and playing soccer playing for that to heal uh, a fellow uh, from up in uh, Alberta Canada Ryan Mosher I'm praying for his family and um, uh, our friend Chuck Knipp and his dad Randolph. I like to keep on the prayer list. Marcos uh, for his son, his salvation, wisdom for our study group. Marta and Charles and Sebring, Bob for blessings of peace. Our children, our grandchildren our prayer team, some folks always join on Facebook and agree to pray that's uh, Gail Pack and lady from California, Kathleen Klein and Janice over here on Hedgefield and uh, Ruby Vassy and Linda and Ruby and John so Bob, prays prayers for Mike for peace in his life, very upset, no doubt on the loss of his sister, unsaved family up north, the situation in Europe, our economy, and our so-called government leaders. Michael to the VA doctor and son in the Marines, Max. Dorothy Wingo, tension problems. Eric, Rex, Ted, America, Patriots, unsaved family members. Pray, pray for the children. Pray for our town, our country. Stop the Russia and Ukraine mess. Amen. And bless Israel. So, I join hands and just, Heavenly Father God, we thank you for this assembly. We pray you be with us and teach us tonight from your word, and let iron sharpen iron as we discuss matters to do with your word and with you. In Jesus name, Amen. amen. Uh, look in Romans 8 but I'll I'll finish a thought on that other matter we should fully expect the UFO thing to get more and more prevalent and understand what they are also understand what artificial intelligence is it is a machine that allows a demon to interact with humanity Uh, the World Economic Forum in 2019 had these drills about a worldwide pandemic. They were talking about it and had all this stuff written up and how it would have to be handled, how it would have to be, you know, uh, what would have to be done. Well, lo and behold, we get their pandemic in the election year 2020. What are they doing this year, 2023, a year prior to the next election year in this country? And make no mistake, America is what they're after. Satan wants America out of the way because he can't get at Israel with America here. Now I know that a lot of people say we would turn our back on Israel. Obama in effect did that, just by one act after another after another, and finally when Netanyahu came over to visit the White House, Obama had him bring him in after dark in a side door. Well, what happened? Some unlikely characters called Obama on the carpet. Uh, A couple of them was Rahm Emanuel, former mayor of Chicago, and Chuck Schumer. You can't get any more liberal than Chuck Schumer. These guys are Jewish. And they just told him in no uncertain terms, you are going to sink if you don't do right by Israel and right by Israel's leader. Whether we like him or not, We're gonna respect Israel. Obama emerged from the meeting and told the reporters that he just had a pretty tense meeting with uh, some of his Jewish colleagues, and he said, I got some toes blown off. That's the way he put it. He got told. The Lord has put Jewish people in positions of power all around the world. And it causes a lot of people to get really mad and, and, and say, oh, this is Zionism. and The Jews run everything. Well, in some respects, they do. But uh, that's the way the Lord has allowed it. So I don't think changing management in this country would cause this country not to come to the defense of Israel. Yeah, I believe Satan knows that. So he wants this country brought down. So what kind of drills the World Economic Forum do? Um, this year, power grid <laughs> outages. The power grids go down. They're they're, re, they're so-called enacting this, uh, imagining it and talking about it. And, well, this would happen and then that would happen and then we'd have to do this. and all. They're basically telling you A year ahead of time, what they're gonna do. I would like to think we'd be raptured out of this world this fall or next fall. I'm fully convinced that the fall feasts have to do with Christ and the church, just like the spring feast, Pentecost had to do with Christ and the church. This is in Leviticus 23. Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets. The cry goes out at midnight. The bridegroom comes. Then we start trimming our lamps. Remember the ten virgins. Five wise, five foolish, Matthew 25. And we're getting ready. That's Yom Kippur. That's the Day of Atonement. This is what the Israeli or the Hebrew people were doing during that time. Going around making peace with everyone. Praying with everyone. I gotta swat this fly. It's annoying me. I missed. Um, and then Tabernacles is it comes on a full moon, and um, you know it's a Proverbs seven. My master's gone away. He will come back on a full moon. Uh, Hebrew Kessa. The King James says the appointed time, which is fair enough, but the actual word referred to a full moon. So, let me pose this to you. If the spring feasts were fulfilled on the very days that they had been being kept by the Hebrew people, uh, Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and then First Fruits, and then the church at Pentecost was created on the exact day that the Hebrew people had been celebrating Pentecost. These were all fulfilled on those days. Should, is it, does it take any more than a kindergartner's logic to say, well, you know, the, the fall feast probably some to do with Christ in the church. Yeah, you better bet. Why seven days? Why, why in Tabernacles did, did they stay in a little room, a little booth for seven days? A day for a year. This comes out in Ezekiel. God talks about a day for a year. And there's places elsewhere in the Bible, a day for a year. Seven years. During the tribulation, we're in our little rooms. Isaiah uh, 26, hang on a minute. I'm not sure I don't give you the wrong address here. Isaiah 26, verse 20. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her sling. Seven days in the rooms on tabernacles. Go into your rooms. Jesus told his disciples in my father's house are many rooms. Now the King James says mansions. I like that because whatever it is, it's better than any mansion man ever built. But the Hebrew or the Greek word there's rooms. We're going to our rooms seven days, seven, seven years. When does that happen? Tabernacles, tabernacles, tabernacles is when that happens. Why would the fall feast have to do with Christ and the church not be fulfilled in the same sequence in the same year as the spring feasts. It's that simple. I don't know if it could be this fall. I think Ray's right. I think it's probably next year. I wish it were this year. (laughs) But um, to me, the the fulfillment of uh, trumpets or um rosh hashanah is when the cry goes out and we know that this is it it's coming you see the the foolish virgins and the wise virgin they they all got the same warning bridegroom's coming get ready so okay this is it this is it it's a big one you know you have a moment to do it it's not like in um the tim la hay story where um what was the name of that uh those books left behind and I think they're nice, <clears throat> but I don't think you're going to have suits of clothing fall to the floor, um, necessarily. And you're not expecting it. I think they'll be expecting it. Didn't even start pairing up pilots, one believer and one non-believer? Do you remember hearing? I've like heard that? of such a thing. I, you know, maybe they do that. Maybe it's not a bad idea. Maybe a vaccinated and unvaccinated. They were doing that. And there were some of those. I think there were Saudi dignitaries that would refuse to be flown on any aircraft of vaccinated pilot. crew. because they um, knew. They knew didn't that. You know what to the pilot here in Virginia? Mm-hmm. Probably that crashed a Learjet. Le- left. Uh, sa- left. Uh, Tennessee
1: got up. Didn't switch the autopilot
0: over to the next leg, so was the autopilot automatically turns around and heads back. They, they sent it to F-16s up, chase it down. The pilot
2: looked, said the pilot was slumped slump over in the seat, not
0: responding. And the jet flew till it, run out of fuel. And That's then... what they do. That happened back in the 90s. Flight out of Florida, Learjet had that pro golfer. Was his name Payne Simpson or Payne. someone? Payne. Sim, was it Simpson or something like that? I can't remember. It, it got up... Um, To a certain level, and they didn't, uh, something happened to pressure on the cabin. And when those F 16s found that thing, it was was iced over on the inside. You know, and they basically said, Well, nobody on board is going to die in a plane crash. (laughs) They're dead. You know, horrible. Okay, let's go to Romans chapter 8. That one made it to. the the north car south south dakota Mm -hmm. yeah the the lear engineers said this is about how far it's going to go it's going to come down right near the south dakota north dakota border and that's exactly what they were right they they were
1: prepared to shoot it down if If it was going Yeah, but it landed in a big old in virginia they were prepared to shoot it down landed
0: in a big old field didn't hurt anybody Romans eight at the beginning. There is now therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. We are not under the law. When you are in Christ and Christ has kept the law, He has done that for you. One of the biggest obstacles to getting somebody a, 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 who is not a believer to get them to come to the cross is they have this convoluted idea that they need to clean up, gotta quit smoking, gotta quit drinking beer, gotta. I gotta stop cursing. I gotta stop chewing tobacco. Um, you don't. You know, I heard a minister one time say, it's like some people think they gotta take a take a, a bath before they come to Christ. And he said, not realizing Christ is the bath. You come to the Lord that way, as you are. As the song goes, just as I am, without one plea. So, uh, you're talking to somebody, trying to help them understand it. And when you explain grace to them and explain to them that Christ has paid the price for the sins you have already committed and the sins you're going to commit in the future. Well, then it, they go, they kind of pivot to thinking, well, that's just too good to be true. That just couldn't be it. You know, but That is it. That is it. So we're not condemned because we're in Christ, and when we make mistakes, now, you go ahead and willfully sin. Now, is that going to put you in hell? No, but you'll come under chastening. What about if you're in that gay lifestyle thing? You get
2: saved. You
3: can get all a, the
0: sanctification things. No. So the
2: old things have passed away. Behold, I make all things right. Any man born in Christ, a new creation. Right. The old things are put away. But I mean, if they continue in right. that and claim to be a Christian and go to church and all that sort of thing, that's just a false profession?
0: Probably. I don't know. Right. Probably in many cases, yes. However, we all are going to have a besetting sin of some kind. Yeah. And some of our besetting sins uh, are hidden and nobody can see them and some of them are kind of you wear them on your sleeve but this is a real abomination in the eyes of God well
2: it good. is but
1: you can turn from it uh, because Paul said that to the uh, Galatians that such were some of you that was 1 Corinthians liars homosexuals
0: 1 Corinthians 6 yeah. yes he said you were these things and the implication there in 1 Corinthians 6 was that some of y'all are still doing this some of y'all are still carrying on like this you need to cut it out and then he goes as far as saying, "Sure, um, you, you know you've got Christian liberty, but you're not you you don't get you don't get owned by anything." Uh, okay, let me not try to paraphrase. Go to First Corinthians six. Well, the,
1: uh, yeah, while you're going there, the thing about it is, um, remember how uh, Pharaoh was told to let my people go, and his heart was hardened and hardened, hardened, hardened. <laughs> I think that's true of any of us. And when we sin, our heart can be hardened to the point where we either don't repent or never come to Christ. You know, if we're already with Christ, you know, and you don't repent and you have a miserable life, uh, you know, because you're not in God's will.
0: Well, that's been years ago. We were take you, take you out. There's
1: mm-hmm. one yeah. verse where he it. says he can. Yeah. You know, that's what Paul says. take you out early. Mm-hmm.
0: We went to Denny's up there at exit 77, and was forced me to eat. And these ladies in the booth across from us, or right behind us, I could see him. Boris' back was to them. Oh, one of them was pretty masculine looking, um, not overtly so, but you know, she's kind of tomboyish. The other one was obviously the woman, so to speak. The, the the one had the 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 woman had uh, uh, in the well they're both women she was was saying she had a handicap of some kind and had to have those things you walk with around your wrists and um, the food came and the, the one lady took her hat off and they bowed and they prayed and they thanked God for the food and I thought this is interesting. Because this looks like a lesbian couple to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I've read them wrong, but I don't think so. Now, what are some other besetting sins? Pride is the worst. Pride is the sin of Satan. And um, what does Paul say here in 1 Corinthians 6? Um... Verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. The effeminate are are gays. Gay men, at least. You know, interestingly, gay sex between men in the state of Virginia, Commonwealth of Virginia, is against the law. But it's not against the law for two women. Isn't that funny? nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you're washed, you're sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me. What does that say? I can do whatever I want to. I'm I'm not under the law, so everything I do is okay. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. What is our besetting sin? What do what do we struggle with? And we don't, we all do. But these are things we don't like to admit. I I went to a Perry Stone thing in Pulaski Church of God one time. This lady was up there talking about besetting sins, and you know you got to really fight against them. You got to be sure that you stand guard. And she said, "I I'll confess to you, mine." The tabloids, the Inquirer, the Globe, those are my oh. And I'm at the checkout line at the grocery store. I just want to grab them and go read them. I'm thinking, you self-righteous wench, that's nothing. That is nothing compared to what you almost certainly do in your heart at least. Mm-hmm. I heard a minister one time tell us that his besetting sin was uh snack foods, Cheetos and Doritos and Ding Dongs and Ho ho's No. No. When you say that, you're causing everyone in the congregation to sit there and say, My goodness, you know, I wish I were that holy. I wish that were the, the the most of my problems right there. We all have besetting sins. We all have problems. And the worst kind may be the ones that we don't want ourselves to see. That we don't even realize we're doing it. But God will reveal it. You know, in uh in second Corinthians five, the I'm sorry, it's first Corinthians five, the um his church discipline. Um, you know, and he, he, if somebody is professing to be a believer and they're in the congregation, yes, we're to judge them. If they're not in the congregation, if they're not professing to be believers, we're not supposed to judge them. God God will judge them, Paul says. Verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 5 And now I've written unto you not to keep company if any man is called a brother if they're calling themselves a brother or sister, and they be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater, a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner, with such a one, no, not to eat. You don't even eat with these people. For what have I to do, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 5, for what have I to do, to judge them also that are without the people that are outside their congregation do not you judge them that are within but them that are without god judges therefore put away from among you yourselves that wicked person that a guy in the congregation apparently his father had remarried maybe he'd lost his first wife or whatever and this dude takes his father's wife and uh, they're all happy with it and here he is in the con- congregation and, and obviously the Holy Spirit was not, not happy about that the man was restored to fellowship after he was cast out the scripture actually says turn him over to Satan so that the flesh could be destroyed yet his soul be saved that's what it says <clears throat> um, what, are, what are our struggles individually Anger. Um, well, pride. We you don't we, have to have just one. We, and we've got more than one. So, Satan has kindled it up right now in the month of June. Um, and they're putting it in everybody's face. But something has happened differently I think people are starting to say, "I ain't buying it. Not going there. Not going to buy any beer from Seven Sisters because you had a drag queen show in your in your in your establishment." Um, Was it a drag queen show? I, according to what I saw <laughs> on their social media moments ago, yes. I'm glad I've never been in. Yeah, but uh, I think people are starting to withdraw from it, and in and, and droves. Anheuser Bush is more than thirty billion dollars lost right now. I don't know what the company was worth before, but they have lost massive revenue and it doesn't they seem to be no improving. Are they? Yeah. They need to be. Nobody target. wants to buy so target targets yeah, are target. target. yeah. uh, twelve billion. The last I heard, they were down 17 billion. Target. 17. Yes. 17 you now, we said on our Bank Steel podcast the other night, we didn't realize it, but it's not really Target. They're French. It's targay. <laughs> but that's, that's encouraging to see
3: that, that many people are standing up. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. I don't
0: think Satan was prepared for that, perhaps. Um, he, do, he doesn't know everything. You know, in fact, the Bible says he didn't know what he was doing when he orchestrated the crucifixion, the crucifixion of Christ. He yeah, didn't yeah. know that he was playing right into God's hands, yeah. so um he would yeah. never crucified the Lord of glory so. yeah, you think he'd be
1: up on prophecy, wouldn't you? <laughs> he? He wants <laughs> to change it but well, I mean yeah. the thing about it is uh you can you can read the Bible and you can know, You can probably memorize it and you may not know what it says. You're there's not that. Yeah. And
0: this, I think it's in Daniel 11. He seeks to change the times and the seasons. Yeah. He wants to change what he sees, you know. It's going to happen as if he can. Yeah, he must
2: think he can. He said, The natural man cannot discern the things which are written or spiritually discerned. You have to be born again to be able to read. it. It's like it's a right hologram. You need the right light to be yeah. able. And the Holy Spirit is that light yep
0: okay verse 3 Romans chapter 8 verse 3 for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You might, Another way of putting that might be to say, fulfilled in us who are truly saved. To truly be saved, you walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now, Paul had his struggles with um, sin, and he talks about that in the previous chapter, Romans 7. He says, what I want to do, I don't do it. And what I, I don't want to do, I go right and do it. And he said, it's just sin in me that's doing it, though. He did, he said, it's just sin in me, but it's not me. Him, the new Paul, the born-again Paul, in his spirit, which is united with God, once we're born again, we become, as Christ put it, in him. You're part of him, and he's part of us. That part's not sinning. That part's not having covetousness. And it does seem that that's what Paul, in in fact, says. Covetousness was his sin. Covetousness, he will tell you later in the letter to the Colossians, that covetousness is idolatry. You're idolizing that four-horse chariot that just knocked you off the road on your way to Macedonia. He's gonna get there two days before you do. Uh, you wish you had that. Um, we can all covet. It, it gets to the point of idolizing, though. Oh, I want that thing! I want that thing! I want that thing! I. Um, I try not to covet. <clears throat> I don't think I'm. I don't think that's my worst. Worst one. Mine is being very judgmental, sometimes, to people that are outside the church, that are not in the church. Uh, and right now, I'm I'm wound up on this uh, drag queen mess, and I wonder what it what would have to be wrong in a person's mind, a full-grown man, to dress up like a freak, and go out there and want to read. Stories to kids in grade school libraries. They're demon
2: possessors. They they're are. I really think that they servants are servants of
0: Satan. They that they are letting that demon have their body, and um, are. so you know, I I think it's fair to point that out mm. and say, Lord, deal with that person. You know, uh, it's, uh, but it's, another, a, it's
1: another form of of uh, pa-
2: pedophilia. Mm-hmm. It um, is. That's
1: what they're after. Yeah, absolutely. Children. Yeah. And, and if not, their body, but their mind. or both.
2: You know, we've been admonished by God in the Bible here, and it's better that a millstone be wrapped around yep. your neck and thrown into the deepest part of the sea if you hurt one of these little, little ones. ones. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's like... It also says it's better that they're not even born. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because now you've got eternity in hell. Yeah. What people don't understand is... You, your, your mind and your brain are two different things. Your mind uses your brain like you might use a computer or your phone. No, your mind uses your brain as an instrument to manipulate this body through this realm of our existence. The mind isn't made of anything organic. It cannot lose consciousness then. You will be conscious forever. When God created us, he created eternally conscious beings, every one of us. Mm-hmm. And, that's uh, that's the problem in Nephilim the now. Their body's gone and their spirits wandering. The demons are here and <laughs> we see that in the book of Enoch and mm-hmm. Enoch isn't in this Bible. It was, however, found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um that's Enoch. Like when they, they, God cast
2: them uh, the pigs, that situation with the yeah. pigs mm-hmm. uh, they ran into and, the sea. And they drowned, but now they were looking for some somebody, other body too. Some yeah, they're not yeah, and he's, Jesus
0: said they go through arid places, and they'll come back. Naked people you. I guess they did. The they'll come back. That demon will come back to the place it was oh, cast no, out no, of with no, that no, person until and bring as, seven with it. Yeah,
1: as long as the earth, I guess, exists uh, until God judges those yeah. demonic creatures, So they'll be around.
2: And that's well, one third of the angels. That's yeah, what I'm speaking
1: of yeah. And yeah. we don't know well, how many millions I don't think there was one-third of the angels actually came down and uh, cohabitated with females. There right. it was, it was a number I've heard thrown yeah. around. Have you heard? I haven't heard. Several hundred, maybe. Yeah. And those are the
2: ones that were stuck in the Euphrates River until they're chained up until the end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what they said.
0: Well, say. let's they move say. on in Romans 8 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 5, For they that are after the flesh So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, and that's a pretty good thing to add, if the Spirit of God is in you, you're going to have false believers, false brethren, in every congregation. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. You're living by the Spirit. Your body is just flesh. And according to this, it's dead. It's dead already. I think it's literally dead. I think we are we are made alive by His Spirit once that change takes place and our body is yet again alive. Verse 11, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you and he's going to make your mortal bodies live by his spirit that dwells in you this isn't referring to the resurrection i don't think this is right now we're alive because he lives in us that's why we're alive we're not alive because we found the right medicine or you know the right techniques now God might direct you to certain places and certain things to do and um, it's just been a real blessing that Jerry got that pacemaker and can the main thing is he can drink coffee now I mean that was the top of the list <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: verse 12 therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh for if you live after the flesh you shall die But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We're the children of God. We are. I guess we should always keep that in mind and do our best to act like it. For you have not received the spirit of bondage. This is verse 15. You have not received the spirit of bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We're adopted. The adopted children in Hebrew culture could never be disowned. They could disown their own flesh and blood child, but never their adopted Why was it that way? Because it was a picture of Christ adopted, us, adopted into the family of God through Christ. And we can't be disowned, we won't be disowned. We can be chastened when we do wrong. And um, he says that he does that so that we won't be condemned with the world, you know?
3: There was a preacher who, who adopted a child, and when he went through the adoption, he was told that you know, he could cut his, his physical children out of the will but could never cut yeah. and adopt adopted son his law. Yeah. No,
0: I think that's the way God intends it because we're adopted. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. Verse 16, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God.
1: See that verse right there. I've had people that claim to be Christians for 20, 30 years or less or more, and say they don't know if they're saved or not. That right there tells you. And also in First John, it tells you that if that God is going to let you know if you're His, well, you can't yeah. help
0: Him. I think you know when He says that my people perish for lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. He's certainly right. Obviously, He's God. He said it. It's right. They don't read the Bible. They don't learn anything about it. They just like, I don't know. Like you, you, you buy a new mower. Oh, is that the service manual? Chuck that in the trash. I'm just going to ride this thing till it won't go anymore. You know, uh, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. You have a relationship with the one who made you and you have a lot in front of you that he has to say to you and you read that and some of those passages particularly in the Old Testament Chronicles you think what is this all about all this when we get that one and so and so you know read it anyway Mm -hmm. you can't pronounce the names read them anyway and because see your spirit is different from your soul your soul is your mind your spirit is part of God He is in you. You're in him. John 17. Maybe your spirit would like to read that Mm -hmm. and see what was said there and understand something spiritually that consciously in your mind you did not understand. But in your spirit, you did understand it. You know, we're going to get to a, a point here a bit further in this chapter where something comes up about that. Um,
1: the really amazing thing to me about the Bible is, um, it's, it's kind of like uh, working a puzzle that you can't really see what it is, but the more pieces you put in, the more you understand what it's what the puzzle is. Yeah. When you tie everything together, like you, you say, for instance, the, the lineages and the, uh, the pedigrees that are several places in the Bible, you don't even know that you're building something that's going to show you a key to another passage. It happens all the time, and that's what I feel the most guilty about is not hitting this book enough.
2: Yeah, that's me too. One of the things I always likened it to is like an orchestra. You may have somebody tooting away with a trumpet mm-hmm. in there, and you can tell that's the song, you know. But when you start adding all the other players in that whole orchestra, the fidelity comes back. I mean, it sounds so much nicer Richard, than that one guy. Yes. if you're missing a note or two out of something it
1: throws it off
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's got to all be correct you know not everybody knows this but it's true the Pentateuch the first five books those five books of Moses you know um, in the Hebrew which was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls in the Hebrew there is a Forty nine fifty letter skip sequence. Mm-hmm. And it says Torah, Torah, Torah over and over again from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Do you ever hear about this, Yeah, you know, so I've got one of those computer programs
3: where you can uh, it lines up the words. Yeah. It, I mean it's it's it's
2: it's spooky. Uh huh. Chuck Messer
1: brings this out a lot yeah. too about
2: yeah. numbers. Yeah. That's and, and, how you know it's uh, supernaturally inspired. It is, yeah. yeah.
0: There's no way you could even write even do it. So as you got, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, they said that Isaac Newton found this, and that's possible. They didn't see it in Leviticus, in the middle book. And he didn't see it in... Um, numbers or Deuteronomy, but um, he did find that it was backwards in those two books. Finally, if you start at the end and come back, you see it again, spelled backwards, Torah, in the Hebrew, and.
1: Uh, and they wrote from left from right yeah. to left
0: of So the first two are going this way, and the last two, fourth and fifth are going this way. And um, you... Um, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. They didn't find it forward or backward in Leviticus. But that, what they did find is right there on that clock at a 50-letter... Skip Yud-A-V-A-P-E. Yahweh. God's name. So here you have Torah going this way and Torah going this way to the center book Leviticus and there's God's name. Every 50 letters. Now, why did he do that? I believe he did that so that we would know that it hadn't been tampered with. If you change one jot or tittle, the sequence doesn't work. Yes. So, um, God puts a lot of little touches on his word and the things he has to do with, you know, uh, even in creation, if you think about it. Uh, Call that uh, butterfly the monarch. Why? Because he's a king. And where does he come from? Well, this worm, when you read about what worms are in the Bible, uh, that's not a very favorable thing, is it? And the scientists... Say, and I don't doubt them, uh, that that caterpillar, that worm, goes into the chrysalis, into a tomb, and dies, and emerges a monarch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. little touches like that, God puts in nature and mm-hmm. in his word. He is amazing. Absolutely. I just, I so... Look forward to being there with him. But now we're okay. Mm-hmm. He's got this. He's got he us. Does. And we're all right. We're absolutely okay. But um, well, one re- thing
1: that I, I, I heard and checked this out is true, is exactly twelve thousand words in Revelation. And only in the King James. You're right. The other books at least this different quite a bit of different Yeah, numbers. sure. They put it differently. And, and the guy that researched it went back and, and he was short like two words, and it turns out the two words were where words were joined like uh, into, and, 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 mm-hmm. and so you know, yeah. two, you know,
0: but yeah. it was exactly twelve. Interesting. Words. Well, continued in Romans 8, let's see how far in we are here. Yeah, We've got about 10 minutes. I just heard the other day that
2: um, Job had seven sons and three daughters I just never knew what the combination of mm-hmm. kids that he had and all those kids were wiped out
0: seven mm-hmm. and three did you were you aware of that I didn't know that. yeah so what's the significance of that no I
2: just didn't know he had that many children that yeah. all got wiped out well okay. it says he
1: had ten children and seven, seven, seven and three yeah. did,
2: did it say what gender they were I don't remember that seven boys and three girls
0: mm-hmm. all, all right let's see, where was I here? Um, The Spirit beareth witness, verse 16, we read, 17, and if children, then heirs are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory of which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestations of of the Son of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption and to the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. According to Job chapter 12, every living thing has a soul. The soul of every living thing is referred to in Job 12, and that's gonna be in your King James. Verse 23, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we, ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. Another creature is also, they groan, they they suffer. Um, a friend of mine on Facebook uh- posted a picture he said here's the second coon dog that i found on my property near dead and she was you could see every rib in her rib cage and i'm sure he got her tended to and taken care of but i guess they get lost and they're not you know they don't put a tracking collar on them and i don't think that's i mean if you can afford one you need to do that because you lose your dog you know that dog will start to death so, creatures don't always have a good life. Some animals freeze to death. Obviously, some are eaten by prey. Um, it won't be like that when the Lord restores things. Now, there will be animals sacrificed in the millennial age. Now, read is the last nine chapters of Ezekiel. You'll read all about it. God tends to the souls of every living thing. If he wants to sacrifice a calf, the Hebrew people are basically getting another go at it, if you want to put it that way, in the millennial age, right? And um, maybe a chance to get it right. And they will get it because he will be with them. He will be their God. Um, God doesn't tell us what he does with the souls of animals. I wonder if he doesn't put them back in another, another little dog or something like that. He might. He doesn't say he doesn't. He doesn't say he does. But it's alluded to in Ecclesiastes that the... It, it is implied that the soul of the animal stays here and the soul of the departed believer goes to be with God. But unless you're not a believer and then there's a place for you and it's not here on the earth, it's it's hell. People go to hell because they, they hate God more than I guess more than they even love themselves. It's very strange. John Blessing once
2: talked about the fact that there's so many volcanoes in the end times opening
0: up spaces for all the people that are being going so, there. The hell has enlarged itself, the scripture says. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But you know, Adrian Rogers preached once, he said, You don't. Stumble into hell. You don't slip on a banana peel and fall into hell. You don't find yourself in hell because you didn't get the memo. No, you get to hell by crawling up the side of the mountain of Calvary to the foot of the cross of your Lord Jesus Christ. Spit in his face and drop back to your hands and knees and crawl down the other side into heaven. Into Gehenna. That's how you get to hell. So you can't have sympathy for anyone who's there. Because that's what they did to your God, to your Lord, to your Jesus. They did that to him. That's how they got into hell. You can't love anyone in hell more than you love the God who made you and saved you. If they're in hell, that's where they wanted to be because they hated the Lord that much. Five minutes after there, you think they would have changed their mind? We don't know who goes and who doesn't. I believe that the Lord reaches out one last time at that very last breath, like the thief on the cross. Yeah, he knew he wasn't going to make it. Uh, The thief on the cross started out throwing jeers at Jesus, just like the one on the other side was. They were both doing it. But as he got closer to death, one was like, Lord, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And he said, yes. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. That's just, It's that simple. You're dying. You know you're dying. Lord, remember me. And you're there. It's just that simple. You don't need to have all the doctrine. You don't need to understand anything but who he is and who you are. And that's a beautiful thing and it's, it's a thing that should give all of us hope for, for loved ones that we weren't sure about. We know that God would give every opportunity. Alright. Verse 23. And not only they, talk about the creatures, But ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. The Spirit. The Spirit's in you. His Spirit is in you. His Spirit knows what you really need. Is it this job you hope you could get? and you're praying for that, it's okay to ask God, but what if in his perfect knowledge and foreknowledge, God has something better for you? And you don't get what you asked for because he had something better. Verse 27, And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. It's beautiful. I mean, and boy, do we ever need intercession. I I do. I definitely do. Verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Don't miss that, to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God sees the future, so as soon as he foreknows something, well, you're predestined then, because you're going there. He knows what you would do. This is not Calvinism. This is God knowing what you're going to do. Of course he knows what you're going to do. This is why it's so silly to believe that you can lose your salvation. Mm -hmm. That's like God went, darn it, you should have died last week. You know, if you'd have just died last week, you'd have been in like phlegm. But look at you now, you're going straight to hell. That is such a shallow view of God's omniscience. That he's going to call you saved when he knows in his foreknowledge that you ain't going to be there. But he knows in the case of the believer that you are going to be there. You're going to be there with him. He saw you there. He sees you there now. So, of course, you're predestined to be there. Verse 30 Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. There's a place in the gospel of john he he says no one comes to me except that the father draws him. the father draws him well, wait a minute god is drawing someone who isn't yet a christian to christ that's how it works what what does god base this on no that's right but what does he base it on he's looking at a sinful person. But he says he looks at the heart. He judges the heart. Jeremiah seventeen, a deceitful, wicked heart. God, he says, I try the reins. I know your heart. You don't even know your own heart.
2: You know, he says the gift of salvation has appeared to everybody. Everybody has that opportunity. It says, don't miss the day of visitation. You know. It says to whom he, you know. To whom much has been given, much is required. But if you only have a little bit of light,
0: that's all you judged according to yeah. the way I understand it. That's right. You know, go back to the thief on the cross. How much doctrine did he have? But he wasn't
2: baptized.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he got in trouble. I yeah. think uh, the
2: Scripture says it started <laughs> raining. <laughs> there was When I was
1: living on Winston-Salem back in the 70s, uh, the the, uh, the wife of the pastor of uh, Independent Baptist Church there, uh, Salem Baptist Church, and I, I got to talking to her somewhere along the line in, in, in my routine, and, and and she said she espoused this thing about you had to be baptized, and I said, well, a thief on the cross, and she said, yeah, but that was Jesus, and I said well,
0: this is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I said, he saved me. That's the same one. The doctrine on that thief on the cross, Jesus says you'll be with me in paradise. Now, they went to where the Old Testament saints were. That's where he went. Mm -hmm. And he took that thief on the cross with him and proclaimed the gospel to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, and all of them. They're there in a place of comfort. It's referred in uh, Luke sixteen as Abraham's bosom. And they were taken out. And he led captivity out of there. Mm-hmm. And the thief on the cross with him. John and the, the Baptist, Baptist was there. Yeah. I'm sure he went ahead saying, He's almost here. <laughs> Just like he did when he was here on the earth, mm-hmm. going out, a voice calling out in the wilderness, he went down there and said, He's coming. I've met him, I've seen him, you wait. And, and so he, he did. It isn't long that's right so uh, you know we you can see Abraham and
1: Moses going like <laughs> I mean there's no there's no uh, probably right uh, understanding of time probably right? not I mean you
0: probably just the, the time is a construct for this mm-hmm. age we're living in and age even connotes time but uh, anyway um, where was it? all right uh, verse 31 what shall we then say to these things if god be for us who can be against us he that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not be with him also freely give us, i'm sorry how shall he not with with him also freely give us all things persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ, our in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Uh, made, you know, it's, it's being his child is such an amazing thing. I don't see how people navigate this life, you know? And there's people that are in their 80s who hate God, seemingly. I mean, what do you think's gonna happen to you? You don't get to write your own fate. You don't get to create your own story. There's again, Adrian Rogers said, you don't just crawl into the grave and pull the dirt up over yourself like covers and go to sleep. It is, you know, you're still alive. You're still conscious, still conscious forever. Well, we probably run a little long. I wanted to get all the way through Romans 8 there. and no, Not too long. But hour and six. But it's good to have you back with us. Yes. Why don't you close us tonight?
3: Dear Father, we come to you. And thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. And thank you for this uh, time together with these men. Uh, looking at your word. And Father how blessed is it, and we pray that you just uh, be with us and help us to desire to uh, to walk with you, uh, and, and, uh, and, and let your light shine through us to others, and Father, I pray that you would uh, uh, be with us as we leave, Father, uh, use us on our path this week, and, and help us to be able to be ready to witness and just give account of uh, your uh, grace and mercy. Lord, we just pray that you be with us now in Jesus' name. Jesus, amen. 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 All right, thank you.